Welcome back to Curious Comedy, a podcast made to inform and entertain to enjoy and wreck your brain. Oh, and our name? I'm Jala. I'm Tom. <laughs> and without further ado, let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Today we have got a super interesting podcast, even if I say so myself. Uh, and we're going to start it off with a thought I had last Sunday. And uh, I'm going to cast it upon Jala uh, without his knowledge. And we're going to see how he reacts to it, uh, just as you will. So... The thought was, I see so much light, when I was embraced by the dark and opened my eyes, I saw more. Now what comes to mind when you hear that? Uh, that you're getting delusional. <laughs> by the day! Um, you mean the Lulu? Yeah. So, I'm getting a call, let's that do not now. <laughs> let's that do not now. Uh, sure, let's, let's, let's just continue. Doesn't matter. Right. I, I I'm not sure if the audio if the audio, but we will see. We will see. Uh, so, um, no, that my root remark is maybe not uh, registered, which is a good thing. Yeah, right? sure. So, Especially now that you're no, harboring but, extra focus on it. Yeah, no. But to be honest, uh, this is um, I have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, to be honest, is when you're in a dark room. Mm-hmm. The, the first then when you put the lights off then you are like blind right you see nothing and then within a few minutes you see clearer and clearer you see more and more mm. um but um i'm very curious where you want me uh, to go yeah where, where you where want to go with this yes, though, yes, yes. so there, there's two parts that i want to go uh with you on this but i i think we're going to start with uh, something that we already discussed before because I feel like it would be an easy way of connecting. So, uh, indeed... We're out of topics. <laughs> You're the one that did two philosophy episodes in a row, so don't come at me. The uh, one was you, but sure thing. Yeah, 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 yeah accidentally. Uh, okay, okay, so... <laughs> yeah, you just dig your own grave, but that is fine. Oh, I'm taking you with me, so that is indeed fine. Okay, so indeed, I had the thought of when I was in a dark room, because um, I was taking a shower in, in the dark. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah, I know, <laughs> I'm messing with you. Go, I know, I know. Tell, tell, tell us. Tell us more about it. So, as I said, it was Sunday, uh, and uh, well, I've been trying to make it a habit to pray uh, every Sunday, and it's not necessarily like I'm praying to a certain God or that I've converted to a certain religion, but it's more of a, a meditative practice, I would say. And um, when really? I. Yeah, I would I, say so. Oh, I, I thought for real that you were messing with no, me. No, 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 no. You are serious. I'm serious. Since when are you doing this? Yeah, God, I, I mean, I've been a bit irregular, but I'd say like, uh, like almost two months, I think. Okay, really? Yeah. Uh, so only on Sunday? Yeah. I'm al- because then, then you're Christian. <laughs> I don't want to push it. But I mean, I haven't. I've done it sometimes at a different day as well, but it's like... So you're lying. To create the are habit really of the praying? Jesus. Are you really praying? Because then it's not working for you. You were an honest guy. I don't know. I'm going to make it through this one. Uh, Pr- okay. Pray yourself through it. I hate that. That's so funny. <laughs> Screw you. Okay, so <laughs> I was praying and doing my thing and I decided to do it in the dark instead because it felt like um, it was detaching myself which I thought was touching yourself (laughs) what are you doing bro people are taking religion serious (laughs) and you're just taking yeah you're clearly not so you can suck everything that you can fit and a little bit more okay so So you were touching yourself detaching myself from uh from my body that was the idea so you're just uh you know your mind uh, in a room and trying to uh yeah trying to speak to a higher power something that's bigger than than just yourself and if you're just doing your everyday thing that's kind of the idea um and what i realized is and when i closed the light at first and i started that i could just barely see anything i could only see like the light coming from the hallway under the under the bathroom door and except for that i saw nothing so I did my thing, was in there for like a good, uh, probably at least 20 minutes. Um, and then when I opened my eyes again, I could see almost everything around me. I could see, I could almost read the letters on the shampoo bottles, you could say. I could really vividly make out everything. Uh, it wasn't just that I knew where it was, but I could really see it. And instead of just seeing the light from under door, I could see it throughout the whole frame. 
So it could I also felt like it was almost like the door to something more, you know? That's kind of what it looked like. And I realized that's when I had the thought that uh, because I see so much light, when I was embraced by the dark and opened my eyes, I saw more. It, it really hit me in two ways. Uh, one of the ways is in the sense that we are always so glued to our screens, to our phones, uh, to commercial, to whatever, right? With the digitalized world, world, that when you're finally disconnected from it, sometimes you get some more room to think, to breathe. And on the same sense, indeed, the literal sense that when you close your uh, eyes, when you see the dark, if there a while your eyes start to adapt to it. So I want to take it kind of both ways, but I thought, first of all, let's start with, uh, with the social media uh, screen side of things. Yeah, wait, um, can I interrupt for just because that was Yeah, I think you did plenty of that. But, yeah, uh, no, but no, no, no. But my, my mind is still with like you touching yourself. I mean, detaching yourself. And no, you can just be honest. You want to yeah, imagine no, me touching myself. But for real, I mean, messing with you, but for real, I mean, what do you mean by that? Yeah, it's okay. So imagine you're um, like in an isolation tank. I'm actually going to do that soon so I can tell you what it's like. Uh, an isolation tank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're put in a, in a in like, uh, you can see like a bathtub. Uh, it's full of salt water. So you're floating in it and then they close the lid. So you're in pitch black darkness. And what at some point what starts to happen is you don't feel like you're your body anymore. You're detached from your body in a sense. So it's just your mind and your, you could say your soul or your spirit, whatever. Um, but you don't feel the control of your, of your body anymore. So it's just your thoughts, just your mm. inside. And that's in the sense is detaching. Um, and that's also kind of what meditation does in a sense. A yeah. Okay. But I'm curious about indeed like the detaching in the meditation or the pra praying. What, is it the same for you or is it two different things? Because you use prayer and meditation. That is coming later in the podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, okay yeah, sure. we can do it. We can do the reverse order if you want. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, but <clears throat> I mean, you, I didn't expect this. Normally we just talk about a subject and uh, I mean, it's cool, right? But let, let me, I'm just curious about the, the whole detaching part because you say detaching and then indeed floating on a salt. That, that I could imagine how you would do that. But mm. you were just talking about your experience and then you said like, I do it in the shower, I pray in the shower, which is already, I find it interesting. So I'm <laughs> curious about it. Sure. But then you said, okay, I, I'm detaching myself. And, and so then indeed like, how is detaching related to prayer and meditation? But then I wanted to distinct those, but we will come to that. But like detaching yourself i mean yeah so i mean it's not like i can fully detach myself right i mean i'm, I'm still present i can still feel the water running across my body but uh, i'm in a certain sense i'm super present um so i'm like really in that moment where i'm where i'm doing my thing but i'm also like putting the the water at like uh, a level where it's just a little bit cold so it almost feels a bit humbling which is odd i guess but it works for me um, too cold is distracting and too hot feels too nice. So you f find like a balance in the middle. Um, and then, you know, grasp your hands and, and bow down is kind of the idea. Uh, and then I decided to do it in the darkness as well because it feels like I'm creating a space for myself where I'm really not focused on anything else except for my thoughts. And, and the, 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 you could call the conversation with my higher spiritual self which you could also name God in my sense. That is kind of like my relationship with it. Um, and in that case, uh, I'm not truly detached, but I'm really focused on just a single part, which is the, 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 the conversation I'm basically having with myself, the, the, the thought, the prayer process. And um, that detaches me from everything else that's going on uh, outside my house, the world, right? Then is really just me and the... Uh, me and my mind you could say yeah okay uh, and that's in that is the sense of detaching i mean i mean there's like different levels of detachment and different ideas on it i mean you also have uh like for example drug-induced experience where people are completely detached and they feel like they have an out-of-body experience but it's not in that sense detachment oh okay i have a couple of more questions but i mean lead the pod and uh, if you if you don't ask me i will ask you uh, you know what, since we already like kind of delved into it, um, let's go down this route and then we can uh, swap it around. It doesn't really matter much. Do you feel like prayer is useful? 
Ja, uh, but then, ja, yeah, the, the question becomes, is prayer, uh, do you equal, equalize? Prayer and, and, and meditation. That's the next question. Ja, yeah, then, <laughs> then you should switch, switch them. And what is the difference? Ja, yeah. um, um, am I talking in third person or are you replying to my question? I mean, are, you, a, are you detaching yourself? Yes, I'm detaching so myself. And this is not my body, but my mind, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let me, then if you don't want to answer it, I'm going to answer it. Uh, for me, um, I see it as the same. So for me, prayer and meditation, it's exactly the same. Um, mm. uh, but I think just why prayer is more common, but uh, it's just because it's easier to pray to something, right? Mm. Um, Um, but uh, I believe that meditation is more powerful. Uh, <laughs> although I think the act, what you're doing is the same. When you're doing because you really believe that there is an almighty thing, which I'm not saying there isn't, but I just don't believe in it. Um, and the other is like indeed finding some sort of mindfulness of whatever you want to call it, but indeed like being in touch with your own soul. I think that that is some, something beautiful. Mm. Ultimately, Whatever it is, praying to the God or praying to yourself or being in touch with yourself. Uh, uh, Touching yourself. It's like the same, the, the same like behavior or the same thing you're doing. You, you, mm -hmm. uh, and that is indeed that I was also referring to or, or like that was also what my question was about because I was not sure like um, when, when I tried to meditate or at least, yeah like try to um, because it's not like going very well uh, is that I, 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 I am not like trying to detach I'm almost doing the opposite but then the last thing you said really resonated with mm -hmm. me is that I try to feel my body right mm -hmm. but just then because you really try to feel it and let it as it is you um, are with your thoughts yeah um, yeah if it has if that makes sense but okay maybe how's it for you and and then i will answer how uh yeah it's sure. useful um so yeah no sure um for me they are they are slightly different um because what i've noticed in meditation is kind of what you're saying as well as you're you're very aware of yourself and your body and you try to relax and then you're you're at least in my experience you're allowing your thoughts to to just come and go uh, and you don't really want to hang on to them or grab onto or really f zoom in but you're kind of letting them flow through you and at some point you can kind of enter in a trance-like state mm, yeah. you would almost say yeah for me that has happened once but i'm also very impatient and meditation is quite hard for me um but for me it's a, a practice of of calming down um and processing in a sense and then yeah uh, trying to let things flow through you and i feel like prayer is a lot more directed to something you're leading it while meditation is leading you and you're going with the journey prayer is kind of like you are leading it um, and you are uh, in my experience at least i mean i think everyone everybody prays differently um, but it's you know what you're deciding which way to go on your journey while the meditation is kind of deciding the way for you uh, and that is i think the key difference but i think that's why they also both have their own kind of utility but then okay but then um you then you should rephrase your first sentence then you weren't <coughs> praying in the shower then you were meditating in the in the shower because you no i wouldn't say so But if you hold on to the same definition you just gave, yeah. what were you doing then? What was the objective? The objective was to... to um, And to what person were you praying then? And I thought you, what you just described was, was letting your emotions or whatever it is, your, your, I think you call it the soul, uh, just let it as it be. Uh, let, let, it, let it be? No, let no, it no. Be. Okay, maybe I gave the wrong impression then. So for me, what... what What my prayer kind of looks like is, is me basically asking myself, okay, um, what am I doing wrong right now that I could be doing better? Like, what am I messing up in? What, what are my pitfalls? What, I should, what should I like out for? It's, it's being grateful and, and like really, really telling myself that I'm happy with this. I'm happy with that. I'm grateful for this. Um, Asking forgiveness from myself for not doing the things that I feel like I should have done or that I could have done. Uh, and it's, like, for example, to pray for my own safety, my own health and those, uh, for example, the people around me that I hold dearly and to pray for their success. Uh, and to, 
it feels like I'm spreading positivity within myself. Okay, okay. Uh, and that is really directed. Like, that is, I'm really conscious about wanting to do that. Okay, now okay. Okay, and, and, and then, um, okay, that's nice. If you would describe meditate, what would, what, what would that be for you then? So, uh, if How I, would that process go, actually? Yeah, no, yeah. I think that's uh, indeed a better way of uh, going about it. Um, when I try to meditate, which admittedly it's been a while, uh, I try to really focus on my breathing, try to calm everything on my body down, and then I try to let thoughts flow inside and out and sometimes i'm like oh yeah that's interesting or i hadn't thought about it that way um or i feel like something is bugging me or something is calling to me that happens sometimes and that is thing that, what is really uh, a likened to prayer because it it kind of shows me those things and meditation kind of makes those things that are subconscious come to the surface and prayer is it can guide you there but it's more of a conscious process uh, and then during my meditation, those thoughts will flow onto me. And then at some point, if I'm able to do it well, I will be able to kind of detach from everything in a sense. There we go again with that word. Uh, or I kind of really become super Zen and I'm able to work things out in a way that is, that is satisfying to my brain. And the one time where I was really able to fully feel that feeling, I, I, I had like uh, a few seconds of extremely strong visuals in my in my eyes like while I had my eyes closed that I could see things that was like a beautiful orchestra of, of pictures and things like that and, and images and then I, I cried from how beautiful it was and then it took me out of my trance um, but it was yeah it was kind of like trying to become harmonious with my mind at that moment uh, yeah, I think, but like I said, I've only been able to have that special experience once. And usually meditation, I try to use it when I'm really having, having trouble sleeping and then following all those steps to, to calming my body down and let, letting thoughts flow. But I'm, I catch myself getting really into a certain thought and, and using that to fall asleep with or, or it like taking over my mind and then realizing, oh, I'm not, I'm not focusing on my breathing. I'm not calm anymore. Like my heart is pumping again because it's something that is important or special or whatever to me has, has jumped out at me. So mm, I don't really enter that meditative state anymore. Mm. And <clears throat> like uh, the, 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 because uh, that, that also really resonates with me. I think I have the same uh, in that sense. Um, but can you, uh, can you like, really breathe uh, through your nose in and then through your m mouth out yeah not when i've been sick for a while and got a cold but usually yeah yeah but like controlled yeah. until the moment that like when you go when you're laying in bed and you start doing that and you should do it like slower and slower or deeper and deeper however yeah, you want to call yeah. it then you fall asleep at a certain moment like can you do that uh i have done a couple of times yeah yeah, yeah i have to really work for it you could yeah. say but i have i have been able to yeah oh that's funny yeah i had, I had a feeling that i could have could could do it and then I, I i now am at the point that i have lost it so <laughs> i no, it's really annoying because then you know yeah i i i mean it's even more frustrating because otherwise you could say okay i've never i could never do it so who cares right just keep trying but if you are able to do it and then not you feel like but i have i can like bring my uh, heart rate you would almost say mm. down 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 and just deeper and deeper and then a moment i i feel like uh, i'm almost scared of not getting enough breath or so enough breath air. yeah it's air it's like super weird and then what then happens is that the yeah, my, my heart yeah, starts course, to so when you were just saying like i had a thought of something important then i have that as well but also when i don't have that then my heart gets pumping and then yeah you're like awake it's just you know? your your mind is saying uh oh you're too calm and too calm <laughs> yeah yeah it's so, so but that is frustrating because yeah, you know, no, I hey, wait imagine. i was calm i was calm for a reason bro and now yeah, you yeah. have hyped me up but yeah i'm a hype man so i don't care no no, no i do but uh, working on it okay um, oh, okay but that's interesting yeah so uh, maybe we're thinking of each other, right? You don't know. Um, well, so, okay. okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, I think you elaborated on the fact of, of that it's useful, or you explained a couple of ways that it is, it's useful mm. for you. Um, I would say that um, 
like most thing most things I would agree with. It's not something I really don't agree with. Mm. I'm just thinking of um, um, some some calm calmness. Can you say calmness? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some sort of that that is, but that is really related to 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 the breath thing that I just said. I yeah. cannot bring myself to a certain point because then I get Mr. Hypeman, and I don't want that. When yeah. I'm you to, uh, there's a certain threshold where it's like no further yeah and that is for me like the super interesting part so i think it's super useful in general right Mm. for all the reasons you described but it is just that i feel like i cannot like fully benefit of that due to this yeah no i think it is perhaps a uh, mental barrier for you um which I wouldn't know how. Are to... you talking about my mental capacity? Man? I'm, 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 I'm offering myself vulnerable. Immediately, you take advantage of that. I mean, this is why. <laughs> if, I t- if I have taken advantage of you, you'd know it. So okay, <laughs> sure thing. Yeah, no, 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 what did you want to say? No, I think that uh, it's interesting that you have a mental barrier at that point. When I usually, or when I used to meditate uh, more often. Um, at some point, I'd be breathing for so long um, that it became n- like my standard, and then I didn't need to pay attention for it for my breath to continue on. And honestly, if you want to practice, there is this one video that the one I the one experience I had, which was like a super uh, super intense, you could say, is a guided meditation video that I used to watch by Alan Watts, um, and I listened to it, and he kind of. I don't know how, but it's like, he takes you through the process of like, okay, breathe. And then after a while, he's like, okay, now try to relax all your muscles. And he's just guiding you along the journey. And I will not spoil it, but he like says his last thing and you do that and boom, like, it was crazy. Magician. Really. Okay. No, but really it was interesting. I highly recommend if you're yeah, listening no, yeah. as well and you want to try, guide him what's uh guide and what's Alan Watts guided meditation highly recommend so maybe it, it's worth trying for you as well who knows okay i'm going to try we'll, we'll let you know great uh, I, my next question was would you ever do either but i think we just established that meditation is something you're open to would you ever pray yeah so i think the distinction that you made is interesting um uh, yeah then then uh, if you hold on to that definition which i think is also quite fair then then yes because then indeed more is praying is then more to be grateful and to to be aware of what you're grateful of and then the meditation is more of a sort of a self-help um roadmap to almost a roadmap uh, path to to finding your true self right mm. and if you distinct them in that way yeah okay then i think it's super interesting um yeah i i haven't thought about it in that way for me it was always that i thought okay one is for the other mm. which is maybe you can all say yeah for the other for you and the other is just like more of a, of a of a search right there's not some objective that you're really trying to accomplish i think that's interesting and i mm. but i would say that ultimately i mean if you have meditated for i, I mean and that is one maybe I also something i want to figure out i think ultimately it should end to the same state of mind right so if you have if you so if you start praying and meditating you, see, you hold on to these definition i think there is like a big difference but i'm just thinking about if you would do this for like a year or maybe a couple of years then there would be a point in which like um all the things that you make yourself conscious or aware about become uh um some sort of a become so so ingrained in your thoughts that if you are praying or meditating it it will you will feel the same and it becomes just that you you yeah okay maybe i'm rattling but i think that you you, i'm not Mm. sure let me just find it out and then i can talk about it but i just almost like from a theoretical perspective i Mm. would say that it ultimately would lead uh, it would be the more you do it the more it becomes uh, the gap w- w- would become smaller and smaller. I would right. say that. It, it, you could almost say it's, uh, correct me if I got this wrong, it's like both are a, a path to enlightenment almost in a sense. So you're, you have two different paths and they might, uh, follow, you might follow along them differently, but the end goal is very similar, which you almost could say like a heightened state of mind or enlightened, I, I would put on it. Yeah, yeah. And in, now that is indeed a better description. So it's more like if you would say, okay, prayer is more the, the conscious 
uh, objective path and the other is the unconscious uh, let it be path, then ultimately if you do them, do them long enough, uh, your conscious becomes your unconscious and your unconscious becomes your conscious, right? Yeah, so the exactly. fact that you're not aware of it, if you just let it, the whole thing with meditation is that you have a state of mind and normally you would uh, even not be aware of it. Yeah, and then you can just, you are aware, aware of it, but let it go. So then you can distinct your the, the thoughts that you have. And if, and if you know which thoughts you have, which thoughts you have consciously and unconsciously, and you do that for long enough with, with all the things in your life, then, uh, yeah, then you can really, uh, yeah, they become almost the same because you yeah. can, you can really have an objective of knowing, okay, this is what I do consciously and this is what I do unconsciously. Okay, but yeah, great. No, but I, I, I uh, think you, I think that distinction between your unconscious becoming your conscious and likewise, I think is really interesting. So, um, I'm very glad you uh, are are uh, able to get some positive out of this <laughs> because I was struggling. It feel it, <laughs> it felt like just shut up. That was a voice in me telling me that. Uh, that was yeah. my consciousness, for sure. Okay. <laughs> well, be aware, be careful because your conscious will be your subconscious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, ah, this I, I thought this was an interesting question. Is being disconnected from everything else temporarily healing? Um, okay, could you elaborate? Sorry, I should put a comma here because I just read it wrong. Is being connected from everything else temporarily healing? So, say you ah, yeah, isol okay, okay, isolate yeah. yourself from the world yeah, for yeah, just yeah. a moment. No, okay, because, okay, now interesting, because that was indeed... Uh, I would say, yeah, uh, by disconnected, you mean... Yeah, so there's gradations, right? I mean, um, you can take it as far as going to the woods without any way of connecting society for a week. Or you could say you're just like uh, doing no screens for a day, right? Uh, that kind of idea. No, Or no talking to people, isolation for a day. Or uh, an isolation tank, which I'm actually doing tomorrow. Uh, so something like that. Um... Yeah, the, the thing that, that really strikes me where I'm really thinking about is the everything else. So I, I would say, um, I think it is, so generally I would agree with the statement. So I think that if you would disconnect temporarily fr fr from almost anything but yourself, mm -hmm. then it will be healing. Um, but if you include yourself and the everything else, mm -hmm. so that you're also disconnected from yourself, then I'm not sure. Mm. Because I'm, I'm, I'm because must, I must be interested in it. I am actually interested in, in whether that has a healing effect because that's like all the psychedelic studies right now are trying to find some causal link between uh, whether that has like a mental health benefits. So I'm really curious about uh, what the results of that will be. But what, what, what would the link then be? So um, for people to be able to have an out-of-body experience, which, you know, is that uh, uh, being able to detach themselves is said to at least in certain certain scenarios have a really positive healing effects because they can look outside of themselves and are not stuck or trapped in that same mindset that is perhaps causing them harm or toxic or whatever and uh, um, it also sometimes gives people like a, a, a sign of peace or a, a different insight which helps them cope with certain things um, mm. and that I think could be could be quite valuable but it's a bit of a slippery slope why? Because it can also go the wrong way. I mean, I'm just hypothesizing, but uh, say you're out of your body and you, you hate being in your body, right? Um, what you felt, what it's like to be out of your body you and you were forced back in it in, in a certain sense, that might really uh, be horrible, horrible for some people. Um, so there's a certain kind of like peace you have to be able to find within that, uh, which I think is possible, but I don't think everybody will react to it with positivity mm. okay i feel that um yeah yeah even with the out-of-body experience i would still say that you are view the whole out-of-body experience is an experience because you ultimately are viewing something yourself right uh -huh. so then um yeah in that sense i think that it indeed could be like 
yeah healing it could be indeed beneficial because uh, maybe you can you can see things in a diff from a different perspective i mm. think that that is interesting right we all got got these filters um through i mean education or even like your just your childhood i mean and that is that is something super interesting and i think that ultimately also um we are seeking like some uh like-minded people and mm -hmm. and and in that sense if you could really detach from everything but yourself so really look at yourself objectively almost from a third person i think that that is quite an interesting thing to do yeah no exactly um, it can then only be beneficial only in the, the extreme case you take which i think is also fair right but mm. you could also argue that the fact that you are you don't want to go back to your uh, own body is just also temporary feeling because ultimately you want to go back but just the mountain of work you see that you need to work through is so big that you say okay just leave just i don't want to go back but yeah. ultimately if you just would do it and, and work hard and 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 confront yourself with that yeah. long term it you will be happy even more happy than well exactly but the thing about it is that it can be very confrontational that's yeah. the whole thing right and um some people are not ready for that confrontation but indeed as you say that confrontation is n definitely necessary but sometimes it can be so big of a wall that they would rather not climb. And that is not the position you want to people put people in. So that is kind of how it goes. Yeah. But I mean, I've heard like stories of people, oh, this is going to get super wavy, but whatever, uh, of people like having an ayahuasca trip. And that is, I think like one of the strongest psychedelics on the planet. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then it's like a, a story of a woman like screaming and fighting and yelling and throwing stuff and then like the next day she's like an angel and she's like calm down and she's like yeah i had so much trauma and build up tension that i worked through that i got confronted with it and went crazy but now that it's out i feel like i'm a new person right so yeah but do, do you believe that because i find it very hard to believe i think if you really have such a big trauma that that would, would be like your um that that would happen to you, mm -hmm. which is nothing wrong with it. I would, I don't believe that in, in one trip from the one day to another, you can let everything out and be healed. I, if, if, if your trauma is, is so intense, then I mean, I could, I could believe that. I mean, it would like almost, it would really feel like, like everything is out, but mm -hmm. that is not truly the case, right? Or how do you see it? Well, the way that I see it, I think, I partially believe it, to be honest. I think that sometimes people will just have a lot, like, blocked up and they're not able to let it go. And they being put in a certain scenario like that could definitely force a lot out of them um, and could build through a lot of things. I'm not saying that it will, that everything will be healed. Yeah, that right? is what I mean, that everything... Uh, no, but I do think it can make a major yeah, no, exactly. change, no, right? We're on the same page on that, it's just yeah. the everything part. Yeah, no, of course, but I mean, uh, yeah, I've also, like, heard stories about very, a lot, like, a lot happens during that time, like, time feels condensed, right? Uh, so, you get a lot of experience in a short time so i think that's why it can be such a powerful effect especially because that whole ayahuasca thing is like i don't know what it's like uh, 12 hours long or some shit so and it's like super strong as well so i think you uh, you can fight dragons if you want yeah i want to say that what, what you normally in a normal mental capacity without any drugs you could only like uh, experience something for one hour and then it's like super extreme you need to sleep that yeah. now because of the drugs you can now uh, comprehend or take like 12 hours of, of these intense hours and then kind of like yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of one day one hour you can do 12 days of one hour in one trip yeah okay Indeed. and that's why people okay. have like say that they like need a shaman because it's like a really a therapeutic session and i don't know about all that right i will not uh, i think you would be a cool shaman i think i would be too to be honest but uh i don't want to give people an idea or the impression that it is like a replacement for therapy because i don't think that's the case but uh i do think there are people that greatly benefit from such experiences and i think that is worthwhile investigating mm. for sure yeah and there is like more and more research coming out on the potential of psychedelics to help people that are depressed i mean they have already shown that psilocybin is in general more effective than uh, um 
antidepressants, which is yeah yeah. Mm, do you know the reason behind it? Yeah, because it's like uh, a transformative trip. Um, it's like uh, into at least this is kind of the abstract of the literature, but uh, a proper trip is. Uh, it has a spiritual experience component of it, which is like what we talked about before. It puts you in touch with what you're feeling, and it um, it forces you to confront with what's going on. But it makes your mind into it takes your mind into such a position that your heaviest burden burdens become a lot lighter, so you're able to face them. Um, while still having to trudge through it so it it kind of is like forcing forcing you to 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 face your darkest fears but making it more approachable and that is that is how it uh, seems to help people a lot and it's also like shown to be more effective than the the um, the most effective the thing that stops smoking sensation on the market i think it has like a 20% success rate 30% maybe mm-hmm. and, and psilocybin has like a 70% success rate so more than any drug that there exists and it's also because like it says it has a spiritual experience and um, so it is able to just ending on the intensive care <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. it could happen right? <laughs> go ahead go ahead yeah people do, do have negative trips it's 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 a part of the deal right it's no like, i'm just oh, messing with you i mean you can't you can't smoke when you're on the intensive care and that's why it is successful oh rate. So, okay yeah, i was just okay go okay ahead. didn't get it thanks um no, but it, because it has a certain spiritual experience and usually the people that that want to quit smoking feel like they need to stop the sensation, the feeling, the addiction, right? But usually it's they're looking for some personal uh, transformation, some mental change, some something spiritual in a sense to tell them or to show them that there's something better. Mm-hmm. And that is what psilocybin has been able to uh, give certain people. Yeah. And you also now have the, uh, the ketamine nasal spray, which is becoming a more popular uh, thing. I think they are they, they have started rolling them out even in the, in the Netherlands. Yeah? Yeah. But only I've never heard of it. Yeah, no? No. Ketamine nasal spray. Uh, like, yeah, okay. like the way it sounds. And it's, it's just like being prescribed, or at least it's in... I know it was uh, coined, but I'm not sure if it was taken up to uh, allow people to, to... that are very heavily depressed with ketamine because they are shown to be... Um, therapeutic effects based on a ketamine trip mm. so, okay really interesting who knows all, I, all i'm saying is there there's you, interesting things yeah, to be discovered in you that sound domain. like a drugs doctor yeah, yeah i, I mean, know and, and i don't want to get that title but yeah. i think it's really interesting super interesting research yeah no and uh, no but it's interesting and i, I think we, we talk in light of uh, spirituality we talk about it in light of spirituality right yeah so. That's also the whole reason with the, that we got into it or we talk about prayer and meditation. Um, the th- one thing that I had is being disconnected from everything else temporarily healing, right? Given the fact that you feel that it is healing in a certain sense, does that indicate we should always be like that? Nah. Why not? Yeah, because then, I mean, gradually it will lose its value, right? So, I mean, and that is by definition. So, same thing, if you never do it and you start doing it, it will it will be super beneficial. And then the more you do it, the less beneficial it will get. Although now I'm saying that out loud, I'm also thinking about the fact that... Um, so, you have like almost two things that happen at once, right? The one is just that... Um, yeah, with everything, the more, I mean, caffeine you consume, the less sensitive you are to it. So I think that that is the mm. dynamic you have. But with like meditation, I think that you can also get better at it. You cannot get better at consuming caffeine. Yeah, you can consume more, but yeah. the same amount cannot do more for you because your tolerance will, will, will go up. With um, So in that sense, no, I do think that it like, I take that back. So I think that... It, it, um, Ultimately, the the benefit of being better at it um, is is more worth of outweighs the the the, the tolerance argument. Um, so, more meditation is long term better than uh, so. That is uh, let me state that for the record, right? No, and um, but then to answer the question, like should you always be like that? No, you should maybe should do it like every day. That could be beneficial, but yeah. Or maybe twice a day. I mean, it could also, 
but like I think there is a cap. That is just what I want to say uh, without the stupid arguments that I just give. But like that, this like um, um, you also need to experience life um, to um, really um, think about it, right? You have to think about something. And if you are like a constant state of mind of of meditating, I think even monks, let's take to extremes, will not do that. They will also go maybe do like a walk and then and, and, and not, not just jungle but like whatever forest whatever it mm. is and uh and, and even be grateful about nature and all the things that we have and then ultimately at the end of the day pray about it right you have to reflect on something i mm. think reflecting just for the cause of reflecting mm. is not working yeah, i think there's like a quote by alan watson i really hope that i get this right um when one is thinking all the time, he has nothing to think about except for thoughts. Yeah, no, <laughs> and indeed, and you get like in a sort of a yeah. spiraling... Exactly, a yeah. cycle. Yeah, cycle, thanks, I was looking for that. Yeah, no, okay, great. Uh, let's see, how much time do we have? Okay. Uh, maybe we will not dive, like uh, do a deep dive, but we can uh, quickly cover it. Um, so this is more on the side of the, the 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 screen, the screens, right? How we're like in a super technical, technological, modernized world. Um, oh yeah, I've been uh, I've I've been in the forest for a couple of years. So so now we have screens. <laughs> so everyone has screens. And you keep wondering how people listen to this. Yeah, right? you're just hoping that that the, those uh, the birds of the forest are just singing it along. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Um, so my first question to you would be, uh, do you think that we were overstimulated by default? Uh, mm, yeah, that's yeah, an interesting question, right? Because, I mean, I think there are a lot of, um, let's say, stimulations uh, around. <laughs> oh, sure. For you, there are yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, but like, like for real, I, I do think that <laughs> one of your night drawer, <laughs> no, but like, let me answer it seriously because I think it's an interesting question. Um, I think that, um, it, the I mean, so by default, yeah, but um, it depends. I mean, by default, there are a lot of, um, let's say, um things that want attention from you and um but i would say that by default you don't doesn't that that doesn't mean by default that you're over um overstimulated why yeah because of the whole thing we just talked about right the whole topic of meditation depends ultimately how you can alter your filters mm -hmm. if you are able to um not let that attention or that attention asking get to you uh, you find a way of sort of a, an inner peace just like maybe not thinking about everything but just accepting that it is yeah then it, be it becomes a whole uh, a whole different story right i mean you you can you can walk through times square and get uh, annoyed and maybe especially for us that because it's not normal right that you have like advertisements on on buildings and, and super flashy and big and, uh, and what so on uh, but that you ultimately i think that there is a peace of mind where you just would see it and not think about it and then the question becomes okay how annoying is it now because is it annoying for us because we see it or is it especially annoying because we see it and we try to comprehend all these things but mm. if you just let them as they be yeah then you could still say okay walking through a place where you don't have all the flashy screens is is, is more peacefully for your mind sure thing but i think the the biggest uh, part of being overstimulated is with how you handle that mm -hmm. um, because yeah ultimately otherwise you could say like the whole world is uh, because there will be more stimulations uh, more, more people and things corporations asking for your attention so if that would increase into the future then you would say okay we, we as a society will become like super unhappy and super depressed and okay part of the data maybe shows that 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 is indeed the case but um is that only because of the, the extra attention that they are asking or is it also because we are uh, to a lesser degree able to uh, handle it? Mm. Yeah, well, 
it's it's an interesting case you make. Uh, I mean, my mind usually my mind quickly goes to people with like epilepsy or ADHD or autism, right? I mean, the people that are able to handle stimulation the worst. Uh, let's say. Um, I wouldn't say that an ep epileptic epileptic person epileptic person would handle stimulation. Mm. And they are super sensitive to. Yeah, it. yeah, super sensitive. So, but then you can handle by definition less than. Someone who hasn't ha happened, right? Yeah, th that was the case I was making. Oh. ADHD, autism, epileptic people struggle the most with stimulation. Oh, then I... My bad. <laughs> you had a lot of faith in ADHD and autism people then. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but like the epileptic... I was yeah, bro. Now you're stretching a little bit too far. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, no, so I think that uh, those people struggle the most with it, but... Um, I think, especially in the modern world, um, you cannot really escape it anymore. And that is kind of the case that I was trying to make uh, or was hoping to make is um, you cannot really go to the city or you cannot go to really uh, crowded places without lights flashing everywhere, people making a lot of noise, street performers, uh, music in the stores. Etc. You get my point, right? So yeah. there's there's a lot of uh, stimulation that happens all over the place, and I have over time been able to deal with it a lot better because you know as people were able to adapt to our to our environment, but I can still catch myself being overstimulated at times, and that's living in my own city that I've lived my entire life. So um, it is interesting to me that I feel like because we are so extremely condensed on the, on, on the on the planet you could say uh, and indeed more and more people want attention from us and keep finding new creative in, uh, ways to find that like they have engines to make sure that they find the best way of finding and getting your attention so they can make the most money right streamberry <laughs> <coughs> hope I never end up on that show. Uh, John, John is awful. No, but indeed, <laughs> I uh, I must say that I feel like... I'm not sure what is the solution to the problem, but I do think it's a problem. But do you? No, I get your point. Um, and so it's easier said than done, what I'm saying, right? So find your inner peace and then you're less, to a lesser degree... Um, sensitive to the, the stimulations and ultimately if then the stimulations go up then you can better handle it but then you're in the same position or you could, mm. could imagine a situation where, where that would be the case yeah. so i get that um no so but i do think that for example here in the netherlands we are pretty aware of that i mean we are saying like you cannot do that you cannot just put advert i mean there are a lot of places where it would financially beneficial to advertise Mm. Um, for example, uh, if, you, if you would go to the toilet, right? But you can already see that some business owners of restaurants and bars are just saying, yeah, maybe if, it's, if you're going to a club and, yeah, uh, like, they don't, <laughs> like, the boss really doesn't like their clients, you will have it, but it's an exception because um, even, like, business owners know that they can make more money, but they will annoy people by it mm. because people will get more... not are not only sensitive to the stimulation, but will get more sensitive towards you if you mm. put those stimula stimula stimulations in their environment. Because they have I'm pissing on your poster, bro. Yeah, no, but no, but it, it's true that you are you are triggering something within people because. I know, I'm so, sorry to interrupt, but I think it's a really interesting case. Like toilets is like the one safe haven you're supposed yeah, to have no, to go is. there to retreat to have your yeah. moment of peace and yeah. for that to be interrupted it's, it, like it's super annoying i mean yeah. if you have ever encountered you will immediately get triggered you will like man are you even ripping me off in this place i mean i'm already like buying and paying for the food that i'm eating or whatever mm. it is right so it's not that you're not making money out of it you already are but you like mm. stretching it even in, indeed in my but especially the toilet, unconsciously you will notice that you get triggered by it. Yeah, or, or maybe you're not aware because you don't care or you're like, like a monk, which would be great in that case. Mm. Um, but uh, I think that even a monk would, would get dis distracted by it. And, and so, yeah, to answer your question, uh, I do think that it is worrisome to, to, to some degree, especially if you let it loose, like I think is happening on, on for example, the Times Square example I gave in America or maybe America in general. But I think in the Netherlands, we are aware of the fact that um, 
there is a too much. There is a there is a point where you as a business or a corporation yeah can make money by by putting your ad out but that ultimately will get at the expense of 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 all those uh, hundreds of thousands of people living in that community and whatever you, whatever it's worth to you financially is just you can never quantify the the unhappiness of all the citizen that you uh, yeah, you let that experience so yeah no. But but so yeah, ultimately it, it it is like an it's like the decision how we not only as as how the government decides to do it, but ultimately and that is like a reference to, to a couple of podcasts that we made how we as citizens in a society talk about these things right and, mm. and give our opinions about it because ultimately uh, in a democracy at least the, your you have like your yeah let's say the the politicians should ultimately reflect the opinions of those citizens. And so if the citizens are aware of it and say, hey, this is not cool, let's not do it, then uh, only politicians that will reflect that opinion will get a place in office. Uh, and so that's how your democracy function. But yeah, that's maybe also related to a different topic. But yeah, mm-hmm. to answer your question, right? I mean... Uh, yeah, no, I, for sure. Um, I see you thinking. Yeah, no, a I lot was, of stimulations. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was, I had a really clever answer, and then like a uh, like a random video meme that that popped into my head, and I was like, oh my god, I really want to show it to you right now, but it's <laughs> clearly not the time. Um, to how? Oh, what was my uh, gosh darn point? Yes, uh, cyberpunk. Do you do you know it? Yeah, it's like a, it. It was I think dropped probably more than a year ago by mm. now um it was supposed to be like the game a lot of bugs whatever but one of the things that uh that happened that i saw and it was i think was really interesting when it first opened so you are you kind of have this ui and it's set up in a little bit like a, a futuristic setting of of uh the world right i think like 2077 or something anyway you can kind of imagine like the 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 cyber uh Neuralink from Elon Musk. Imagine that idea. So you have the built-in Google Glasses. Um, and what is interesting, he's like walking through kind of like a red light district and he gets pop-ups in his, in, his, uh, in his like eyes. And he cannot click them away. He has to pay for an ad blocker to get rid of the ads. And I thought that is really a direction that the society could go if we don't really like make a point of of. Pro- protecting our privacy and our uh, our space yeah uh, and I, sp- I mean like with the giant social media companies being ever ever so big i think it's really uh, uh important and that's why everybody should download brave um because yeah that's like the one fortification i feel like we have right now <laughs> yeah no 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 for sure um yeah i know it's it's like uh, it's a good point <laughs> yeah especially I- the end yeah, especially the end, uh, the affiliate link you can find in the yeah, description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ever want to do a brand deal, we out here. Okay. Um, let's see. W- which is like, like, extremely contradictionary to ju- what we just said. But let let's. <coughs> we have never said that we are honest people. I have probably said I have. Yeah, honest me person. too. But, but <laughs> this is not. This is not helping. I mean, we are. We are. The second that we, we you said something that I didn't agree with, I corrected it instantly. So that and you did as well, which shows that we are honest people and you can trust us when we say right. <laughs> yeah, but I was okay. Okay. Nah yeah. I do. Fine. I, I mean please just just go through. Oh, oh great, oh great, oh great. Uh, okay, okay. Um, oh, I thought this one was interesting. Should Android and Apple be allowed to customize their operating systems? Yeah, what do you mean by that? So, um, if you just like your system settings and the, the outlook, outlay and everything, should they just be a basic thing that, that is like universal that, so they cannot like put their own little ideas into it? Uh, or should they have full freedom in how their operating system works? I think okay, um, okay. No, I, I think I get, I got you. Um, I would say that um, okay, uh, okay. The short answer for me would be that uh, both. So 
um, from a business perspective, I think you can only say that ultimately Android and Apple should be able to build their own co uh, operating system. Otherwise, uh, what is the incentive? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, sure, you can think of a structure, but is that a strong enough incentive structure to uh, facilitate that to the same extent that it is present right now? So uh, I don't think so, and therefore we should have that. Um, but then you can say, yeah, but that's how we now have it, and then all the benefits that you didn't name, but I, I, I think I, I understand what, you, what you're referring to. Um, um, it means that just two companies have a lot of power over like the world because we are uh, mm. to, to such a degree not depend, yeah, almost depending on our phones, right? We needed to communicate with each other, we to, to, to exchange information and those two things are like super important in whatever the society is. So I get that point and for that reason I would say um, um, to make sure that they don't misuse their power, mm. they should at least um, like by a regulatory framework or what or law, whatever it is, they should like uh, just just have a tiny percentage of their profits that they derive from selling the operating system, and then you could say, yeah, but they're selling a phone, so it's like the hardware and software. Yeah, sure, but that is something you can figure out. Uh, just say, okay, just a tiny percentage um, of the of the of the revenue that you make of it will will go to like a general. Uh, fun, let's say, and, and it doesn't matter if you're Apple, Android, Google, whatever, if you were setting an operating system and to, uh, with, then I think that fund could ultimately um, invest in some sort of an open source operating system. And then mm. you got this, the same things because uh, or they have to, then you serve the same objective as you, what, we, what you were referring to, because then people want to have the freedom, so they are not they can also go for the for the public operating system, open source thing, instead of a private thing. Mm. And now the private companies have an incentive not to misuse their operating system because if they do, a lot of people go to the alternative. See, and this is why you should be president because this is this is brilliant. This this is great. I would have never thought of this, but this is great. This is great. Can you can you like put in a word with like one of your contacts? I mean, we need to make this happen. Like yes, <laughs> this is something that's really frustrating. You know, yeah, like, yeah, bro. You do not realize how long I spent on each individual setting to make sure that Apple can steal as little of my data as possible. My God, I have to manually select my location to be turned off for every single application. Oh my God. It is horrendous. And I still know that I'm not like nearly, there are still so many diagnostics that they get for free. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I pay like a ridiculous lump sum of money for that piece of trash already. Okay, I got this one for free, but that's besides the point. It's still a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money that you should pay for. No, it. you're right, you're right, you're right. And then you keep giving them money, 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 money in data that they get to spend all over the world. And then suddenly you get a, fucking call from Nicaragua that wants to sell you something yeah because Apple sells my goddamn phone number I mean I cannot prove that but it sure feels like it right yeah. and it's it's just no I get it and I, I mean maybe not the phone number in Nicaragua but I mean I, I get your point of a company that is that's already having this power if, if you use that data to uh, what which is really your data um, um, the fact that they have some 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 data, let's put it like that, makes that they can at least um, they they have the data of how you use the phone and because that is what you agree with in the terms of agreement before yeah, you can yeah, even in terms of conditions. Yeah, um, and 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 there is stated that you that they can have the diagnostics of how you use your phone and mm. only by that, which is really your data because you already paid for it, so you should have the option to get a discount. So, okay, I I get a hundred bucks back or twenty percent of my purchase price I get back if you get my uh, my yeah how I use the phone diagnostics yeah, 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 yeah. and if that's not the case okay then I, it's my data and I paid a hundred percent that that at least should should be common sense because yeah. at least you're giving them an, an like an, an, an competitive advantage because mm. now they have the data and so there is no even if you want to start a new phone company the fact that Apple is a, not except for the money thing it's mm. just 
the fact that they have all this data, how you use the phone makes that whatever the company is that is that ever wants to compete with it has to compete with like the years not of knowledge that you would have from running your business in it, but your data, mm. the user's data oh. that they didn't pay for. And that is like an unfair competitive advantage that has nothing to do with the business, but just with stealing data. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and feel, not compensating. I feel the idea that indeed the two biggest companies, they it's literally like... Um, accept the terms and conditions or you don't get to use the phone and i think that should be, should just be made like uh there should at least be another option then if that is that is how we're going to play this game so that because you can it is unfair and really should be changed that you're telling me that i cannot use your product without giving you my data i think if we're going to digital digitalize the entire world and that is something we should change yeah no, and luckily we're living in Europe where we at least are doing that to some degree, right? At you least, see, right? You see now that Google was able to, for years, play the game of, uh, do you want to accept the cookies? And they say no, and then no, 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 you needed to tell it every time you came on there. And now you have seen that they, they really made the laws and regulations stricter. And now you say one time, no, and it is no. Mm. I, they can't keep asking you for it because they will pay a fine. You, you see these advancement luckily happening yeah. and that is something that I think is, is like, I mean, I'm not a fan of Europe per se, but I think you should acknowledge the things that are great so, yeah, so they can indeed. inspire to, yeah. no, progress, to exist. Progress may be slow, but at least it's there. Yeah. Right? And that is something we should yeah. be thankful for. Yeah, and if you are just saying everything, because I don't like the EU, uh, all the things that they do, I don't like it. That is, again, a reference to another podcast, but then you never are able to improve things you have to say this is good this is not good uh, independently of what, what i think over the overall thing so you can just so some some people are able to say okay if this is what we like and this is what we like let's combine it and, and make something new um yeah yeah great uh i had like one more thing but i think it's kind of obvious uh, and we already spent quite some time discussing so i think uh what, the, what, what did you want yeah, to Yeah, it, it's like, does having a phone make you happier? And can you live in a fo- without a phone in the modern world? But I think, uh, right, I think you, a phone makes you happier in the sense that you can stay in touch with the people that you care about and have a way to reach out. But except for that, I don't think uh, it's adding much happiness into your life. Yeah, it's an exchange of information and uh, the, co- t- yeah, the communication part, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And of course, the ability to, to find whatever you want online, right? Yeah, that, that is hugely valuable, right? But you're also paying a cost for that. And that's what we just discussed, like, in uh, at least partially. Yeah, but net, I think net is still positive, right? It's yeah, just like, is it optimal and is it fair? Yeah, depends on how you see it uh, because it's your data, but yeah. I mean, that is how the internet worked from day one, right? You can use some or access some data free on the internet uh, for your data. And not that, I mean, that is, I think, not how the, like, Tim Berners-Lee, or what is a guy called, really invented it because he's still now working on a, an open source project to make sure that uh, even with the, with the whole blockchain advancement that we are able to make some sort of an internet that is fair and square for everyone and, and that mm-hmm. your data is your data uh, and that uh, that that websites or well, whatever the website of whatever the company or institution is that you visit that they have to ask you to use your data for a certain amount of time instead of the case that any company will when you accept the cookies will track any cookie they want for the rest of your life at, at least I mean, if you don't visit the company, then no, no worries. But once you've visited and you've accepted it, then they have your data and they can store it and keep it for as long as they want, which is yeah. weird because it's your data. So, yeah, so, so, yeah. yeah but uh, yeah, no, I think. Uh, but then maybe to say last thing about it that we can can we live in a world where you don't have it? Yeah, the question then become becomes more like, do we want to live in a world? where that is the case right and i think mm. a lot of people i mean even with the iphone example they are the, the moment that you you can say you buy the phone so i've already paid for it yeah but if, if you if you really don't want it you can just say no I, I don't want it and just then you cannot use your phone then you bring it back and then you will get your money back that's mm. also how it works and then you can choose to do something different it is just that a lot of people uh including me in this part and i'm really sensitive about data i said okay yeah uh, for advantages that it has, I'm willing to say, okay, um, yeah, uh, you can have just the diagnostics of how I use my phone, you can have it. Uh, yeah. And that outweighs for me the 
the cost of using an other phone that I find uh, yeah, less uh, yeah no of, of of course but I, I think it kind of comes down to to what we discussed earlier the fact that you have to kind of choose between Android and and iPhone and I think there is also other projects on the come up right now so yeah, it's Google not, is also there with the Pixel and stuff yeah and see with the Pixel and stuff I've heard good things about it but uh, it's not exactly like I feel like Google is gonna be super chill with my data either so um, no. But like I'm sure there's going to be or there are already projects which allow you to um, conserve as much data as possible. Um, but it's just you cannot live in the modern world without a phone anymore. It's just you need it for work, you need it for your schedule, you need it for uh, checking in or whatever, right? Mm. It, you will not escape the fact that you need a phone. You might even need it for your two-factor authentication for whatever you're doing. Um, or just to get called back from your interview, right? Yeah. So you're basically, you gotta have a phone. And the fact that you gotta have a phone and you go, you got to say yes, that is kind of like where the, 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 the moral pitfalls li uh, pitfall lies for me. Um, so I think when I get my new phone, I'm going to do some research on that no phone thing that I heard about and see oh, what, yeah, yeah, see what I can awesome. come up with. Yeah. Because I I heard good things, but yeah, I didn't I did not have the money for it yet. <laughs> but we'll see. Future may be bright, and if so, I will keep you guys up to date and uh, make sure that we get a brand deal because you know you can trust us and we're honest. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And on that note, if you're not listening to the no phone, the next episode, we would just ask you stop listening. I mean, what are you doing? If you don't act on your thinking and your behavior. That is not what I wanted to say. And that is so annoying. <laughs> and you are also not helping me. That yeah, because I don't know what you're going yeah. to say. No, that is true. I, but I, I, I thought, always read your mind. No, but I thought that maybe uh, Neuralink and Musk already uh, planted the chip in you. The best I thought you were going to do is the conscious and unconscious link again that we laid at the start. Uh, yes, uh, Sure, that is exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> All right, so on that note, make sure your conscious becomes your unconscious. Pray for us, uh, meditate with us. And, Scant uh, fuck big tech, that is also important. And download Brave. Great. That, that is something amazing. Right, perfect. And make sure you stay curious. All right, have a nice one. Thanks for listening. Ciao. Bye.